Semana Santa. Rugs or alfombras? Spanish Arabic words? This is episode 17 of Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. We're talking about festivals. Festivals. I love festivals. I like to eat and celebrate. And today, yes, a lot of celebration, a lot of yummy food. And today we're going to take take it to the to the Latin roots. So my name is Heidi. And I'm Carmen. And this is going to be a very solemn occasion leading up. So, so the big holiday this week is Easter. Easter. Good Friday, Easter. And I guess we thought we would talk about how some other countries celebrate this holiday. Disclaimer, don't judge me on how I pronounce any words during this segment. <laughs> I'll help I'm you, not Heidi. I'm the one with, with the tongue. The tongue? Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> what kind of tongue is I'm that? I'm going to say, I'm not, I'm not the, the one with one, that I romantic guess. tongue. <laughs> I can't roll my R's. I'm really bad at it, but hopefully I won't have to. So Guatemala, Antigua, Guatemala, they have a huge Easter celebration um, that I knew nothing about before Carmen introduced me to it. Yep. So I'm really excited about this. It's beautiful. It is really, really beautiful. So the celebration begins on Ash Wednesday, um, which is also the first day of Lent, and it reaches its climax on Good Friday. Friday. This is what you can look forward to. So it's basically a procession of big floats that bear statues of Jesus with a cross, maybe, or also the Virgin Mary. I saw in some videos, some angels and different stuff like that. And so they're on these huge floats. But like we think of floats like a parade. No, these floats are carried by a lot of people dressed in a robe and in Guatemala they normally correct me if I'm wrong Carmen but they're normally dressed in like a purple robe and they're men the men carry it yeah I think it depends sometimes they're in blue I mean sorry white or purple it depends on the city too because there's like two other major cities that make a huge procession but Antigua is like the top notch for this so yes they're the top dogs it's not gonna they are um, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of people dressed in purple robe, like at least the video that I saw. Yeah. Um, a lot of people. And then when the float with Mary comes through, women are dressed in black clothing. So and it moves really slowly through the streets. And it's just like a, a reverence to everything that happened. It focuses primarily on the crucifixion. So you're going to see a lot of statues of Jesus carrying a cross. Um, so it's a little bit solemn, right? Yeah, it's it's very Catholic based. So what the Jesuits brought over and then they kind of started this tradition, it's kind of like what what you will see. So think South America or Central America, they're they're predominantly Catholic, so it's going to be Catholic country. That's how I've known it. <laughs> yeah. Growing up. That's definitely true. So, but the really cool thing is that they cover the streets um, during this week in, in what, it's kind of like a carpet, but it's not really a carpet. 
they have a pattern laid out that they use colored sawdust and flowers um, and fruits and vegetables and other materials. And they make this beautiful design of bright colors, like bright red and yellow and greens and even some blues and different things like that. And it makes a pattern across the ground. And then that's what they carry the floats on. So they're walking down this beautiful carpet. Which kind of gets demolished. And, and I think like the whole community, yeah, the whole community kind of joins together and creates this carpet, which is really cool. Yeah. It looks like it takes a long time. Yeah, I, I think it takes, like, it depends on the weather, weather obviously, because this is sawdust. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm thinking one hard rain and it's washed gone. Away. So you kind of have to do it really quickly. Sometimes they can do it like weeks or months leading up to it. But if you are just doing like the major corridor part of the street, yeah, you would have to do it like within a 24 hour time. So sometimes I think I've even read somewhere where like they're finishing the finishing touches as the people are walking down. <laughs> so it's like... Ah. I mean, I can understand that. It's it's not simple. It's very, very intricate. It's very beautiful. It almost reminds me of the the temples that we talked about, that painting in Korea. Yeah. Um, that intricate painting on the side of the temples. It's almost like that to me. Very Because bright. it's so detailed. Like this one has a bird with its feathers and then surrounded by like swans and all these designs. I'm like, that's not easy. You're yeah. making it out of sawdust. And I don't know how much like teaching is or traditions are in the patterns itself or they're just decorative. But I know that the the desfile or like the uh, vigil, I guess, of them coming down is the, the parade part. It's very much like trying to retell the story of the, I guess, the Via Dolorosa or something like that, where it's like you go through the different stages that Christ went through uh, leading up to the cross. So it can yeah. be really painful. And it can look really cool. Yeah. And, I, and maybe this isn't the way it happens. But in my mind, I kind of like reading about it. Uh -huh. It kind of seemed like depending on where your particular group of the community is, like that's the section that you work on. Yeah. Because it said it said like the churches would do their section, too. So if there's a church. Yeah. The brotherhood would come out and they'll do their section of the carpet. But they have been like some of these people that they've talked about that really work on these carpets have been doing it for like 50 years. I know. <laughs> um, I'm like, that's, that's really interesting because they, so they have these cardboard molds that they use. So it's, it's not like you're freehanding, which is really good for people. Oh like yeah, me. that's true. It's like a cardboard stencil and you're filling it with the sawdust. Mm. Um, and sometimes like it says they're made of sawdust, sand, lime and other materials. And so depending on what the design is. So I guess the sand would be more sedentary than maybe sawdust. I just think sawdust, doesn't sawdust blow away pretty easy too? I, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I, I've not seen these carpets in real life. But yeah, I've worked with sawdust before. That stuff just blows away. <laughs> yeah, so, it does. So well, I mean anyways. like. I never worked with it. I always cleaned it up or, yeah, dusty. So these carpets can be, like the sections of the carpet can be very long, of course, because it's going through the town. Yeah. But one of the longest carpets that they've created measures 20 meters. Wow. Which I think that's a lot. I'm not, not great on meters, but I think that's quite a bit. Of course, this has turned into quite a tourist attraction as of late, you know, because it's so beautiful to see and the whole 
process and the procession is just so gorgeous. So like, don't you think it smudges as you walk? Yeah, like my dad, he lived in Guatemala for a while. And as they passed, then it was just it was multicolored by the end of it. Like you didn't see like a pattern after everybody left or yeah, because we're talking about like hundreds of people carrying floats. Yes. It's not like one or two floats, you know? So I think I want to go now. I, th- I think that this holiday has made me think we really don't celebrate Easter the way we should. Well, also like growing up, I didn't realize this, but you have a whole week off for Easter. Like it, it, it didn't dawn on me until I came to the States and we only had Good Friday off. I thought that was really weird. I was like, what? You don't have the whole week off? But I, I didn't really like think about it until college because you still have a whole week of spring break. So I kind of equated those two together. But but actually Semana yeah. Santa is like the whole week leading up to Easter. And a lot of it has to do because of Catholicism. You, you focus so much on the crucifixion that you have to have five days or more to lead up to that. And so that's why you have the whole week off. And I like it better that way because then you kind of have a more, I, I typically don't celebrate the crucifixion as much as the resurrection, but I I like that time leading up with family celebrating something that we believe in. So I like that yeah, time. Um, <laughs> and I, I would assume that the reason like they need the whole week off too, like besides what you said is, Looking at the schedule, you basically have a church service every day. Oh, yeah. Like a mass. Mass or like Um, every time. Yeah, every day. So it would be essential to like in the U.S. when you have vacation Bible school all week or like a camp meeting or something like that. Yeah. So typically leading up to Easter, every Friday of Lent, you will have a way of the cross. So that's like a a march uh, for to remember the passion of Christ. And on this is in particular to Antigua, but also on Friday of Dolores, that also has a, a timestamp of like 3 a.m. where like 500 people gather. And this is like another procession, like another visual. So then Palm, not Palm Sunday, but Palm Saturday. So Saturday de Ramos, you also have another procession at 5 a.m. So there's a lot of walking involved, but this is only women because of, I believe, like the the women going to the tomb. I think that's kind of like what they're trying to relate to. Ooh, interesting. And then I'm, I'm just thinking of my biblical studies. I'm not too really sure, but that's kind of like what it looks like. Then Palm Sunday, you also have an entry in Passion of Jesus with the branches because it's Palm Sunday, right? Then you have Holy, not Holy Week like in India. This is totally different. (laughs) Do not confuse the two. With a Y, not an I. (laughs) You have Holy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, right? And then you have uh, some other things going on in the evening of Holy Thursday. But on Holy Friday, that's what we would call Good Friday. And then they have the celebration of adoration of the cross on 3 p.m. So this is where all Christians kind of have that solemn reverence to Christ giving his life to us. And then Saturday, the Gloria. So the resurrection happens at 10 p.m. for the celebration of, of with the Catholics. And then Easter Sunday, there's another holy mass that's that's celebrating the resurrection. So what I don't get is the 10 p.m. What's up with like all this night stuff and like midnight mass for Christmas? But it's like, I can't stay up that late. Like, (laughs) 
But well, especially when you're waking up at 3 a.m. for the prayer service. I know so. for the walking <laughs> procession, so a vigil. So it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of movement, but it's it's also very commemorative, and there's a lot of traditions ingrained in this. But it's it's done every year. So other countries will have a variation of some sort, but it's it's like a whole week long leading up to the resurrection. So it's very cool. I'm just used to the morning. Have you done that, Heidi, where you have the sunrise service on yes. Easter? I like that the best because it's just like the sun is rising. Everything is beautiful and, and then or it's rainy, whatever. But at least you are in celebration mode. So I'd never really have focused on the other solemn type things so yeah but I yeah like i'm used to a whole week and now i got sh- i got jib short coming to the united states well some but. people don't even get like some people get easter monday off and then some people get good friday but some people don't get either one so. yeah definitely so well heidi you learned a lot about catholic traditions <laughs> I grew up in in Chile, South America, so it's Catholic country, and then we have a lot of Germans down there, believe it or not. And so a lot of my friends were German, <laughs> and so we had a lot of Lutherans, Lutherans as well. But what kind of got me confused a lot was the word Pascua, and so okay. because it's very Catholic based, you really don't say Felices Pascuas. You, it's not a celebratory type occasion as a Protestant might have it. So when you say Felices Pascuas, that means Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So if that makes you a little confused, Pascua is basically used as a variety of things. It can even lead a period of holiday between Christmas and Epiphany, which is January 6th. And the reason I know this is because I know someone that has a birthday on that day. Epiphany is when the wise men came to see Jesus and he was a little bit older at, at that point. So all those nativities that have Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the wise men, that is totally incorrect. They should be far off on the other side of the of the display because they come later on. And so Pascua, you have Pascua de Navidad. And the reason I think about this a lot is because we had this Keke. Keke is like a bread and it's called pan de pascua. And I always thought that was so weird that we we're having pan de pascua and people were saying felices pascuas during Christmas time. And then we would turn around to Easter and there would be like Semana Santa and this is the pascua. I was like, what is going on? So pascua comes from the Latin and then the Greek and then the Hebrew and they all mean the end of fasting. So you end up having pascua as a Passover word. So you may have a Hebrew Passover. Well, it's actually Pascua de los Hebreos. You use Pascua. And if you have a Jewish Passover, it's called Pascua de los Judíos. (laughs) So you use Pascua for everything. The same thing with Pentecost that happens after Easter, which is like 49 days around that time. It's still called Pascua de Pentecostés. And then you have the resurrection, Easter. So you have Pascua de Resurrección. You might be asking, like, well, what do I say to people to say, like, Happy Easter? There's really nothing in return. Like, you can't you can't really say anything. You can't really, I'm going like, to say this is the point where you just don't say anything. Yeah, it's, it's kind of <laughs> depressing because I think it's because everybody's so focused on the crucifixion that you forget about the resurrection, the, the celebrate 
celebration. So you don't say anything. I mean, that's really sad. You can say like, have a great Semana Santa, but that, that's it. You don't really say Happy Easter. And what's interesting, I remember coming to the States and people would say, Christ is risen. He has risen indeed. And you kind of do that on Easter. To me, that's more of a celebrated wordy. Yeah, it's definitely celebration. But what I found out when I was researching for this podcast, that it's actually Eastern Orthodox Church tradition. <laughs> so it's not oh. even like, you know, Southern, you know, Protestant here in the United States. So I found a link and I'll put in the show notes, but you can check out all the Eastern Orthodox churches saying this phrase. So it's Christ is risen. Usually I hear it as he is risen indeed or truly he is risen. So you can check those out. But I'm not going to pronounce them because I do not know how to speak Greek or Russian or (laughs) Bulgarian. They're all in like Cyrillic language too or alphabet. So now you know a little bit more about Pascua. And if so, if you're learning Spanish and you're like super confused, like how I was as a 10 year old. Now I gave you all the I equipped you right now and you can read more about it in our show notes or just be like, oh, okay, it's when in doubt, just say Pascua and I think you'll be good to go. Yeah, I feel like I've learned so much. And I do want to point out, we do have a how different cultures celebrate Easter, but we're not going to go through those because we want to focus more on Central America. And you might say, well, I can't go to Guatemala. That's too far down. It's actually really cheap tickets. But Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that far. <laughs> it's not that far. But let's say you want to drive into Mexico, go for it if you want to. They do have other traditions as well. They do have lots of desfiles or parades that go down the main streets. And some of these are kind of gruesome. I've never seen these. I've never, I've never encountered them. But one of them is... There's there's some people that will practice a unique tradition where they like physically torture themselves. And what? Yeah, it's more of like if, if you know if if you read a little bit about church history, it's it's like they are displaying a a, a resolution or a commitment to to Christ. So it's it's kinda like they, they are trying to afflict them from their sins. So I I don't I don't really agree with that, but that can happen. So if you see blood, don't be alarmed. It's something that happens. And obviously, I don't want people to do that, but that's it's kind of like what happens. And then also another one that you may see is these dolls made out of wood and they're on fire. Uh, what it what it really was, it was the burning or a firing. A voodoo doll? No, not a voodoo doll. <laughs> That that's Louisiana area. <laughs> this is burning or firing of the Judases. So it was to commemorate the punishment of Judas for betraying Christ. And so then it kind of went to when the Spanish were burning people at the stake for heresy. They would do this during Holy Inquisition time. It this sounds horrible, but it happened. And so Mexicans protested by making dolls and dressing them like Spanish inquisitors and burning them instead of Judas at one point. So this is during that revolution time. And then it's gotten to a point where like now it's just dolls. Thank goodness. It's not real people. And not only will they have Judases, but they'll also have a political figures that they may not be in favor of. <laughs> so <laughs> Why not lump all wow. that together? And so they, if you see these flaming dolls, that's that's what, what's happening. 
And so you, you will also have some very devoted actors or people that want to dedicate themselves to the remake of the crucifixion. So they won't be crucified, but they will like maybe walk down the street with the cross and real thorns on on its head. So sometimes they'll do this during the, the Pascua. So you can read all about that. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes they may take it a little bit more. I think it's also that they are trying to get rid of a sin that they may have in their life and they're trying to compensate it for. I'm not too sure, but there's some traditions that kind of just manifest themselves. So... Wow. That's very interesting. Well, I have learned a lot tonight, Carmen. I hope you did. But we got a little finishing touch so that you guys can learn not only Spanish words, but... <gasps> Arabic! Woohoo! Spanish-Arabic rooted words. So we're doing the roots. You know, you think that Spanish all comes from Latin? Well, guess what? It kind of goes to Arabic roots, too. So since we're talking about Semana Santa, I was like, well, why don't we just talk about a little bit about words and where they come from? Like Pascua, Arabic. If you know anything about Spain, Spain is really close to Africa. And the the predominant people group that kind of settled in northern Africa are Arabs. So you're going to have a lot of Arabic stuff coming over to Spain because they're so close. Yes, I have a best friend who is from Spain, but her heritage is, she has some ties to like um, Arabic. Yes, our friend, can we say her name? I guess we could. Fadwa. Fadwa. She speaks Spanish and Arabic and English and like four other languages. I know. So it's the Strait of Gibraltar. I just want to make sure that I got it right because I always get that confused with the other strait that's between Alaska and Russia. <laughs> but it's the Strecho de Gibraltar. And from my understanding, you can just take like a little boat trip. Did you learn anything in European history, Heidi? I don't even know if I took European history. <laughs> <gasps> Are you serious? So growing up in South America, as you might know, I didn't learn any American history. And do I care about it? Maybe a little bit, but not not when I first moved here. I was like, what is this? World War II? Who cares? <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate American history now. But at the time, I was learning all that you would want to know about European history because the countries in South America are so new. That's what they were teaching us in Chile. So we learned about Chilean history, but it was just it's such a new country that you're just like, OK, that's it, guys. Okay, let's study Europe. <laughs> it's like, okay. Because half the people that came f that live in Chile now came from Europe at one point in time. Spanish descent, German, you name it. Maybe Portugal, if you're in Brazil. So yeah, I know a little bit more about European history than I guess I would care to learn. But, but anyways. Hey, it's good to know. Arabs kind of went into Spain. And that was a long time ago. But there's still a lot of influence. So surprisingly, you know, some bleed over happened. And so we're going to teach you some words. So the yes. first one is aceite and aceituna. Which means oil and olive. And then alfombra. Carpet. So, so we were talking about the alfombras. Mm, those rugs. Resin, yeah. Ojalá. Hopefully. 
So this is a little tricky one. I didn't know about this until like I moved to the States and I was like, oh, that's what it is. So o, it's just o, right? And then Allah, it's the Muslim God. So, or the God in Muslim belief. So then it's kind of like you're just God willing, ojala. But it's not spelled like Allah. No, but oh, yeah. and then Allah. And but then, the sound, the sound is similar. Yeah. And then you have azúcar. Sugar. Ajedrez. I knew that word. Yeah, I know. So Chess. You know two languages now. <laughs> or, or technically. And then you have... Oh, a- wait till we get to number eight. I know that one for sure. <laughs> Great. Um, number five is ajedrez. Chess. Number six is fideo. Noodle. I mean, I love me some fideo. I know. And... Did I say it right? <laughs> So, and then number seven is aduana. Customs. Which I've always thought that was the weirdest word because I always thought it was iguana <laughs> growing up. But yeah. It, I can see where you got that. I know. Number eight, alcohol. Alcohol. Uh, number nine is almohada. Pillow. And we only have That's nine not, words. There's not 10. There's not 10. It's not perfect 10. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But I hope you learned a lot today, guys. I know I did. Who knew you were going to learn Spanish and Arabic rooted words? I feel like Easter took on a whole new meaning. (laughs) (laughs) It went way out there. Hey, if there's a festival that you want to learn more about, hit us up in the comment section so we we can spend some time talking about it. Please do. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out more or show notes, go to nextstopchannel.com or on our Instagram at nextstopchannel. We would love to hear from you. Okay, so when I came to the States, I would hear Christ is risen. Indeed he has. Have you ever said that with people? No, I've said God is good all the time. All the time, (laughs) God is good. (laughs) It's kind of similar. Maybe. Maybe I've heard it once or twice. He has risen indeed. I might have heard it like once or twice, but it's not something that I like grew up saying.